TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 578, and I'm Libby, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Six Degrees of Geek. Hi, this is Yusun, costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida and host the Screen Tom podcast, which is on a podcast by Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> All right, Tom, hit us with the news. Okay, ABC has renewed The Good Doctor for Season 7, Station 19 for Season 7, Rookie for Season 6, and Will Trent for Season 2. Yay! <laughs> Amazon mm-hmm. has acquired Merry Little Batman, an animated film, and its spinoff series Bat Family from HBO Max. Because heaven for Finn, we have Warner Warner Brothers Pride, you know, Crown Jim on Max. Uh, Ewan McGregor will star in a drama series, Lodi, inspired by the true story of a car salesman who infiltrates the mafia as an FBI informant. Jensen and Daniil Ackles have moved their production company, Chaos Machine, from WBTV to Amazon. Ironically, they just re-upped for two years last fall, but I guess they saw which winds, which way the winds are blowing at Warner's. Uh, Amazon Freebie has announced that Neighbors, the new continuation uh, of the popular Australian soap has cast Misha Barton in a leading role. AMC is developing a Talamasca series set in Anne Rice's immortal universe. Apple TV Plus has canceled Truth Be Told after season three, and Hannah Waddingham will lead Apple TV Plus's musical holiday special. I'm in for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bob Hart's Abishola. The good news is they've been picked up for season five. The bad news... Only two cast members are returning full time. I presume Wait, that what? Bob, I presume <laughs> that Bob and Abishola. The other eleven have been demoted f- to recurring, and they're guaranteed wow. for the entire season is five. Sounds like they might what? be changing the location of that. Uh, Disney That's Plus has crazy. canceled National Treasure: Edge of History. Ooh, this is great news. Bob Odenkirk is going to join the Bear season two in a guest role. Ooh. Uh, HBO has announced that, that Sarah cool. Goldberg from Barry will join industry for season three. Natasha Rothwell is returning as Belinda for White Lotus season three, which is going to be set in an Asian uh, country. Uh, House of Dragons season two has cast Simon Russell Beale, who has three Olivier's, two BAFTAs, and one Tony. Gail Rankin from Glow, Freddie Fox from Slow Horses, and Abu Bakar Salim from Raised by Wolves. HBO Max, <laughs> this is crazy. Charlie Sheen and Chuck Lorre, after their very public falling out, are reuniting for a new comedy series, How to Be a Bookie. So either Charlie Welcome Sheen has gotten some help, or Chuck Lorre's decided he can make me money, but whatevs. Lionsgate, you didn't request it, but we're still doing it. They're developing a Twilight series adaptation. Oh, so that's what God. happens when Harry Potter does something, everybody follows suit. <laughs> Uh, MGM Plus has ordered the Emperor of Ocean Park series adaptation based on the Stephen L. Carter book. 
Law and Order Organized Crime has been picked up for season four, like we announced last time. However, comma, they only have a 13-episode pickup because of behind-the-scenes drama. And Kelly Gadish is returning to SVU as Rollins after being uh, summarily dismissed for the uh, the beginning of the season. And evidently, she's going to be with child. Bum, bum, bum. Netflix. You have to tell. You, well, I was gonna say you have to tell me some of that drama later. But go ahead. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, Connie Britton, Jesse Plemons, and Joan Allen are joining Robert De Niro in the thriller series Zero Day. Evidently, he's going to play a former POTUS who gets caught up in a global conspiracy. Adam Brody has been cast as an unconventional rabbi opposite Kristen Bell as an outspoken agnostic in an untitled comedy from Stephen Levitan and Aaron Foster. Kira Knightley is going to star in Black Doves, which is a drama series hailing from Giri Haji showrunner Joe Barton. Big Mouth has been picked up for an eighth and final season. And Don't Look Up director Adam McKay is coming back to the Netflix original movie slate with average height, average build, which will star Robert Pattinson as a serial killer. Uh, Paramount Plus, Donald Sutherland has been cast in a recurring role in Bass Reeves, which is shifting to an anthology series. The new title is Lawmen, colon, Bass Reeves. Perry Gilpin will reprise her role as Roz in an upcoming episode of the Frasier Revival. Best news of the last couple of weeks, uh, and kind of a duh, Paramount Plus has green-lit green Star Trek Section 31 film with Michelle Yeoh. Finally. It's a film, not a show. Not a series. I bet you if it works out well, they might do a series of telefilms. Because okay. they, I they mean, had, she she can't. They can't lock her up for. Oh no! Well, the thing is, they dragged their feet so long on the series. Now her dance card is full because she's hot and got an Oscar. And uh, Paramount Plus is also developing a Galaxy Quest series. Uh, finally, Peacock has uh, announced that Aidy Bryant will star in a uh, in a thriller thriller uh, comedy series, Lonely Hearts Club, based on a crime junkie podcast. And that's it. All righty. Let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Barry. And this is, I think, episode four, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. And this episode was really good, mainly because what people forgot, I think, from last season is that uh, Mr. Crubido, I can never say his name. Oh, Kusino. is he was not a good person for the first oh, few seasons he was a jerk he was just he was a uh, selfish just not oh, episode, and, but you three. know oh it's episode three so what what people forget is when he but you know when his girlfriend gets murdered he kind of really becomes a victim and he's scared and we really side with him but now that barry's in jail everything is back to being about him and all of those traits are coming back to the fore and he's also kind of an idiot. So, kind um, of. <laughs> everybody's just so awful in this episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it's so no one great. Comes off looking good. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they're they're like, "Oh, we can't let this article get out because I can't remember why Henry Wink. Oh, he doesn't want the father-in-law to realize it. And I was like, how did you think the article was going to come out and the father-in-law the not realize it? Well, the- like, so, yeah, the dad. I was calling him father like they were married, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how he thought this was going to, like, he didn't think this through at all. 
And uh, then his lawyer was like, dude, what are you doing? And then it's just like a series of, of just crazy events, which were hilarious. So I thought that that storyline was really, really good. And then uh, who uh, the best friend tells Noho Hank that Barry's going to flip. So then they send an assassin, a group of assassins to kill Barry and they're idiots. <laughs> so, and and uh, their broker is is a little bit notable by the way oh who's that i can't remember that, that's guillermo del toro in a oh, right. that was right. Right. i just i just sat what? up and went is that is it no it's a, yes oh that's my like, god <laughs> that's a good use of a cameo because he doesn't have a lot to do and he only has a couple of lines, and it's okay if he gives the lines dry because of that's the kind of character he's supposed to be. Yeah. So it that was a good cameo. That that's how you're supposed to do one. I'm looking at you, Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> 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 All right, Tom, go ahead. You you go because we we're oh, on time. Well, well, just Sally and her class. It's uh -huh. like oh, everybody is acting so. Uh, I mean, No Ho Hank is like the least objectionable character in this movie, <laughs> and he's and he sends an assassin after Barry. But Sally starts doing her class, and her class revolts. Like, um, you're you're abusive. <laughs> I know you're a toxic person. <laughs> except for the one except for the one woman who she pegged right that got cast in something and need realizes she needs to work on technique but yeah it's uh i the person i've kind of felt sorry for is patrick fishler character actor you've seen him in tons of stuff but he played the journalist who's just trying to do his oh job. my god what do you speak in german at the end what was that was so insane I was, I, you know, when they had the scene where they showed the, the dad and he's hosing out the trunk of his car, <laughs> I just, I just I, I'm like, no, oh my God. And, and so I was expecting him to, you know, be no longer with us. I wasn't expecting him to show up traumatized to the point where he was actually speaking a foreign language. Well, that, was, that was insane. Well, when he was like, come to my garage. And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Bad no, stuff happened in the my garage. garage. Oh, shout out to Dan Bakidoff from Libya's former show, uh, Life in Life in Pieces. Oh, right, he's the uh, FBI, FBI agent. agent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who immediately gets killed? Yeah. <laughs> this odd boy. I knew season four was going to be crazy, but man, I don't count on like anybody. You could have like a bingo card for who you think might survive. Yeah, uh, it was, it's going to be a very small card. Yeah, it was, this episode was insane, and we we forgot we buried the lead, which is at the end of end of the episode, Barry's not in jail anymore. He has Barry escaped. escaped. Yeah, it, it, uh, what started out as an assassination turns into, into to a jailbreak. Um, right, but it was <laughs> guys, I, idiots. <laughs> I so I was you know, on that line. I I started thinking because of that scene. By the way, one of the people who were shot dead with this and 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 blew off his own hand first was Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. So oh, that was so. But that I liked how they set that up. It was like, oh, I run this website where I sell all this equipment that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, um, but. Uh, after that, I mean, it was such a bloodbath and happened yeah, so fast that I just thought, you know, this is the final season and I bet there's just going to be one person left alive at the end of this thing. 
I really oh, do. It's yeah. just going to be a choice of who the who the lucky or unlucky, depending on you, how you look at it. I would say Sally could be that person. Possibly, you know, but I mean, she's been so awful this season. That oh, man. Knows. Yeah. That, that, that really episode when she guess. went home to visit her parents was painful. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. I well, was like, why would you go home? the comes from, you know? Yeah, but I, I mean, was like, you go home when you're traumatized because you want to get comfort. Why would you go mm-hmm. home to that house? Like, that's insanity. I know. I it never was horrible. Do that. Yeah. At least we so, know why anyway, she's nuts. Let's wrap this up. Uh, definitely two thumbs up. Barry so far, all cylinders. Although one nice. of them might have been blown off. <laughs> nice. All right. Next up, we're going to talk Rabbit Hole. And uh, we have two episodes to discuss, but I only watched most of one. Uh, mainly because the thing that I loved about or love generally speaking about rabbit hole is how just like you think you know what's going on and five minutes later you realize you don't know what's going on and it's mm-hmm. so bad. but I felt like bringing his having fake the death of his crew just made no sense because he was like traumatized by it I was like why are you traumatized by it if you know it's fake and so then they're doing all these flashbacks with it and then the dad is like well somebody gave up our position and he's trying to throw shade on who it might be and the woman, I can't remember her name. She's like, well, Haley? your dad's, yeah. He's like, your dad's trying to make it so that you don't trust us, but you should, don't listen to him. You should trust us. And she's like, I could have left, but I didn't leave because of you, because of all these bullets. And I was like, I don't believe you at all. And I'm not a spy. <laughs> like what? Like she seemed so over the top and manipulative that I, it, it threw me out. It threw well, me out of the show, honestly. We've established oh, it's on her side. The question is, is she actually working at cross purposes to him? I just felt like that was so over the top, though, because he assumed at the beginning, the first time they meet, he thinks she's a honeypot oh, yeah. against him. And all she's doing is playing into that stereotype and like going, no, you should trust me because I really love you. Like, what? No. Right. So I, that just that made me angry and I turned it off. At least, well, I moment. don't think that she actually she said, I love you. It was a, no, she, she said, no, it's, they did get know. it on though, a little bit. It, it feels, well, it feels like that's where she was going with for with it. And I just, I didn't buy it. And I was like, he's too smart to buy it. And I just, and if they have him as which where it looks like they were going with them, make you know, starting something back, I was like, dude, come on. The- <sighs> Anyway, the, I got frustrated. The, the big news is since Libby is started about, you know, the, they, uh, Tom is an event, not a person. It was, what? The, you know, Tom was the secret code word for faking their deaths, remember? Oh, okay. However, comma, what dad knows that he didn't, that Weird didn't know is they're all really dead because Cray Cray Boy, intern boy, killed them all. And, and the and them. why did he kill them all? Because Dad pretty much led him led him to them, because um, he was the whole the whole bit where he thought he was gonna be so clever and tail the kid. Yeah. And then he messed it up, and the, so the kid was now aware that he'd been made. And the very first thing he did was make a beeline back to the office and and kill everybody there. Yep. And so. speaking of Cray Cray Boy, he okay. So then why? Okay, that makes sense if. I was going to say Jack Bauer. If um, <laughs> Weir yeah. knew that his team was dead, that he would have these flashbacks, but he doesn't know that they're dead, right? Well, he, when his dad tells him. 
No, I know, but he's been having flashbacks of their death for the last few episodes. That's what. That's the part that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's well, all. the way they frame it when they show it in in flashback is that it it makes his reactions to things have been pre-planned. Like I'm going to show up at exactly this time, and I'm going to very obviously look like I'm shocked and appalled that the the explosion went off. So, you know, anybody around will get film of that and blah, blah, blah. And then you guys will be able to start your new identities. And so he thinks everything is working to plan. Um, but he's playing the part of someone who doesn't know what's going on. And especially in front of, uh, in front of her, because he doesn't know that he can trust her. So right. he's, I get he's that, but why, that. but they're giving us inside of his head. And he like, why are they showing it to us as the audience? It's that just seems false. That's all. That's my comment on that. Well, I think it's, so. I, I'm willing to to give them leeway with that misdirection. And it, the thing is, it turns out because I was I was worried. It's like, oh my god, nobody's going to turn out to be dead in this thing. It, you know, it turns out yes, they actually did die. It wasn't his plan that you know, and he, he had. It wasn't the way that we thought they died, but they they do end up dead. Well, it just that that teenage kid is annoying as all get up. That just well, makes him more annoying. He totes manipulates his his girlfriend into assassinating the senator. Yeah, I thought that you know the scenes between he and he and his girlfriend, I was really getting tired of because she was she's written to be so extreme. And if I heard her go baby one more time, I was going to slug her through the TV. But it you know it turns out there's a reason for all of that mm -hmm. which is that she's she is supposed to be an unhinged basket case who's literally off her meds they selected thanks, her for a thanks reason. to him yeah well yeah because he, he got her off her meds but she had a history of she they were looking for a specific type Patsy. and and that's who he was he was assigned to work up to the point where she would commit that assassination and then he he kills her afterward. And I noticed the change in his accent when he does that. That actually, you know, it didn't surprise me that that the the details of that scene. I was expecting him to kill her, but oh, yeah. the way they shot it and the sheer brutality did kind of take oh. me back. Because that was, I mean, they, it was like um, you guys are enjoying watching this way too much. Pull <laughs> it uh, through the head because he's. Ick. Oh, by the way, for those of people who want to feel a little old. Uh, the senator was played by Megan Follows, aka Anne of Green Gables from the mid '80s uh, miniseries. Oh wow! Okay, a little different. Yeah, I was about to say I don't even know what you're talking about, but we got to wrap this up. So I guess you guys are saying thumbs up. I didn't oh, watch yeah. far enough for for that. Movie yeah, there was a so. twist at the very end that did make me roll my eyes. Since you haven't seen it, I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just I just went like, oh come on. Um, <laughs> But we, we need that, to wrap though, this one up. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so next up, uh, you guys talk about succession. You have six minutes. And hold on. Go. <laughs> okay. So this is, uh, I thought the surprise of the episode was when Roman just rips into uh, True Blood Dude. Uh, why am I blanking? Oh, Matt, uh, Matheson? Is that what his name Matheson. is? Matheson. Matheson. Just rips into him, not as a not as a negotiating ploy, but he he basically had said, "Oh, I pre grieved," and totally hadn't. And he's a hot mess, but he's just like 
rips him a new one. And of course, Madison thinks, oh, it's a negotiating ploy. So they end up getting a lot more for the company than they planned on. So, yeah. um, well, he keeps yeah, telling him, yeah. if you say this to anybody, I'm going to tell you, it's a negotiating ploy. So that was like one thing that he, he just kept repeating. But I was waiting for, he was like a ticking time bomb when he kept saying, oh yeah, I'm, I pre-grieved, I'm over it. I, I was just waiting for the explosion to happen. And this was the, the perfect way of it, of it coming out. Uh, that whole scene I thought was great, which which is interesting. I, I love the fact that they shot on location and then you have these amazing vistas as they're having this really insular corporate meeting and, and nobody is enjoying where they are whatsoever. It's like you're in this gorgeous place and and all you're doing is 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 going over money. Um, but it was it was a fantastic episode acting wise and watching the everybody wonder who is going to be on the kill list and who is mm-hmm. not and it pretty much broke down where you know i mean matson's uh, his group is all about being young and trendy and da 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 so and hip so everyone who was eliminated was basically anybody who was over maybe age 40 um and they got they got the chop with the exception the Jerry. lone exception of Jerry, and that's solely because uh, when he was when when he was having his little bit with Shiv, Shiv said Jerry can help you, and so because Shiv like you know she gave her she gave the okay to Jerry, and he's all about pleasing Shiv for some reason. Um, it's it she got she got exempted from the kill list. What I thought was interesting is, and I I would bet that. Um, Karen Culkin and uh, Sarah Snook are going to be not uh, submitted for leads this year for Emmys. But I, what I thought was interesting is her barely concealing her fury of being omitted. Oh yeah. And it just the way she played it and the, the levels, I mean, wow. She, I mean, the cast has always been amazing, but just seeing her barely containing her ra- her rage and also her contempt for did we know that she was pregnant before the call from her OBGYN? Um, I there there was like there were people who were who were guessing that. I mean, certainly she is in real life, but uh, the I think the first thing that we got a definite confirmation was the the OBGYN phone call. Right, but does, and moreover does Tom know? No, Tom has no idea. She's I don't I have no idea if she plans to tell Tom. Serious or, I mean, or anything cuz That's yeah. not the that's not the thing you can hide cuz as as yeah, it's boy, I I really have no idea where this where this season's going to end cuz they've been just, you know, Jesse Armstrong likes to like kind of fake you out. It's like, hey, watch this, watch this, smack upside the head. Idiot, I'm going the other way. <laughs> um, uh, you guys want to wrap it up? You got like 30 more seconds. Yeah, it's I, fantastic. What what a great way to go out. On oh, top. It's, it's so far this, se- this season has been brilliant and it's just firing on all cylinders. Absolutely fantastic episode and so far fantastic season. Yep. All right, so thumbs up, I'm so assuming. Okay. Up. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Ted Lasso. And uh, Yusin, you watching that, right? 
I am. I am. Um, so I wanted you to go first. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I, um, you know, I think I've been saying this uh, all season um, that it is or isn't, I mean, that, that it's a good season for sure. Um, it, you know, it kind of almost doesn't matter. Of course it matters. But, um, you know, a lot of the storylines and plot lines, like, you know, they're going to be, they're kind of predetermined in a way, in the sense that they are trying to bring us closure. They are trying to tie up loose ends. They are trying to, you know, finish story arcs. So I don't begrudge them any of that in any way. Um, I think I've actually kind of figured out for myself a little bit what is different for me or, or why it's different for me, or maybe I'm just guessing, but um, the episodes are much longer than they, they normally are. They're over an hour. Or they hover around an hour, maybe a little more, a little bit less. Um, which is definitely on the longer side for 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 uh, Ted Lasso. And so I think the beats and the rhythm of the episodes and this season have changed for me because it is, uh, without a doubt for me, just me, like less more punchy, funny, you know, like the beats and the kind of rhythm of the the jokes even, um, the kind of the rat-tat-tat-tat-tatness of it, um, uh, and even the buoyancy of it, it's much more of a dramedy. I mean, we don't use that word a lot anymore. We haven't, I haven't heard that word being bandied about a lot. Um, and it doesn't actually even seem to be a show that actually happens as much, or maybe it's been absorbed. So we don't kind of single it out anymore. But, um, so for me, I eased into it like unconsciously. So when I was watching, it wasn't like I had the revelation at the beginning of the episode. I was like, oh, now I can really, I now know I know what I'm watching. It's more that this episode really worked for me on every level. Um, Zava being gone, I mean, he was very much of a, a, sh a shticky kind of a gimmicky kind of a thing. And, you know, his notes were all predictable. They were funny. I'm not saying they weren't. Um, but now we're kind of really getting into the back end of the season, season and the series, you know, finale. So um, for me, uh, I feel like the storytelling is much more like of a narrative sort of a you know, so for this episode, I guess, obviously you want me to get into it. Um, I like the episode because it hit a lot of different things. Um, you know, I especially liked, um, uh, was it Sam? It's Sam, right? And his, uh, his, uh, interaction with his, his father, I thought that that was very, um, uh, poignant and sweet without being too overly sentimental. I liked the reality. They touched on it. I, I thought they could have done more even, but about, um, how excuse me how like uh sports players or people celebrities they they comment you know on twitter and then they get this kind of backlash and then we see how it actually plays out in real life um and so his his uh, teammates all coming and kind of coming to his support and aid i mean these are all notes that like are aren't particularly like deep or particularly surprising you know what i mean like you know his restaurant gets you know um vandalized and his teammates come to help him like that's not a surprise but these are all things that, you know, for me, the episode had a little bit of everything. I liked actually. I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you're gonna have to wrap up because oh, you sure, used sorry, three of sorry. our three sure. of our six minutes. No, of course, of course. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So that being said, for me, the 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 episode was has really kind of brought to me sort of like where I'm at with the with the season uh, that I really liked and I thought it had a lot of laughs and some heartwarming episodes uh, scenes. And you guys can talk about the specifics. Uh, Allison, go ahead. Um, I'm really enjoying the season. I, there was so much to like about this episode. I loved all the stuff that they did. Uh, we're trying out this new strategy 
Um, and and the whole thing with the string attached to their penises. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so not going to go well. <laughs> I don't know why they even agreed to do it. Like, I know I it's just, just it's like what? so crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like it's like okay, you know, they're all they're all in it together. But I mean, there should be standards. What I love <laughs> is that you know when when it goes completely awry, which of course it was going to. Um, it's 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 like oh god i was i was absolutely just just you know i mean i don't even have that anatomy and i was still cringing <laughs> um but i love how later on roy is is at the little board and he's going okay well let's try this again but let's do it this way and, and then everybody's like yeah no it's no. like that ship is sailed so oh but I, I i will say what i really also like was the sweetness of uh nate's date um with the waitress that's the first time i felt like nate has felt like nate in you know, a I while i feel like i'm on i'm on I, I i'm of two minds on that on the one hand yes it was adorable it was it was really cute and sweet and i like the fact i mean i knew eventually they were going to redeem nate and i was i was looking forward to that my problem is that they spent so much time and were so meticulous about showing nate you know, succumb to the dark side so that you, you felt it was real. You know, there were little bits in his personality right, that were planted right, and you saw right. where it came in his family and all of that. And, but I think that they're just being too easy and too superficial with his redemption. It's like, it had nothing to do with whether he could get a date or not. There's just this toxic part of his personality implanted there by his father and and none of that is being addressed Address, yeah so, that's, that's yeah true. i do feel like it's being i being too easy you know that that's the well, one thing, criticism i could really give all right well then let's let's wrap this one up and is there anything else i'm trying to remember plot wise because i'm trying to remember what was oh uh they i like the fact that they finally that they gave jamie tart a moment where oh, she I love was that. smart he was smart. Yes. He was like, no, 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 you guys are all doing it wrong. And I'm because he had said something earlier when they came up with the strategy where he was trying to explain why it wasn't going to work and nobody was listening to him. And then finally, when they were losing badly, he's like, guys, let me do this. And it part of it was a sacrifice yes. on his part, which I really liked. And he did it for the greater good of the team. And it was fantastic. And that's well, what I was so, watching him. That's what you I want to say about. Oh, go ahead. Allison. Sorry. It's just watching him ascend to you know the the part that roy used to play of team leader and right showing yeah. how yeah he's and, he's, he's yes he's actually qualified for that and, and, but we got to wrap this one up we're a minute over we got to wrap this one right up. well so, i just wanted to say though um the uh we missed the keely thing because i was harping on the whole thing i thought it was really cute with the whole love bombing you know uh -huh. um, yeah that was good i thought that was really uh, good so anyway all right we got to wrap that up all right thumbs up uh, next up, we want to talk about, we, we haven't been on the podcast for a couple weeks, so uh, we want to talk about uh, the season finale of um, The Mandalorian. And uh, Tom, you want to go first this time? I thought it was fine. I just I just thought this season was a hot mess in, in terms of structure. And, I, I, you know, I can't give a student credit for pulling it out at the end when they when their homework along the way 
has been spotty. So I'm just asking you about the finale. I'm not asking you about a season uh, review. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, thing. I thought it was fine. I thought it was ridiculous to. Did you only have Giancarlo Esposito for two episodes? I thought it was a waste of a great villain. To yeah, I think though. I think my personal opinion is the reason why they got rid of him now is because they're going to introduce Thrawn. So I think. Though it would have been, I would have paid money to see Jean Carlos Esposito and uh, is it Matt Mickelson or is it his brother? Uh, it's, it's his the, brother, uh, the Mickelson brother. Yeah, the other brother. But I would have paid money Lars, to see them in a room being villains against each other. That would have been amazing. So killing him off, off. <laughs> <laughs> killing him off right before Thrawn gets introduced. I feel like I kind of got, uh, uh, you know, cheated out of that uh, interaction because you could tell they both want power so badly. Um, but yeah, it was a good, I still like the finale. I liked that we now have Den Grogu. I like that a lot more than I probably should, <laughs> but it oh, made me super happy. A little baby Yoda goes a long way for me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he got named. He got his name and that was awesome. Well, um, and then you know, having all the Mandos fighting, and uh, I, I'm actually really happy because uh, Allison got in my head trying to convince me that the that the armor was a traitor, and I was like, she's not a traitor. And then the whole episode was like, she's not a traitor. Like I was seriously like chanting to the television, <laughs> like she's not going to betray them. Please she's not going to betray. Yeah, I was like, she's not going to do it. She's not. And then they show her fighting. I was like. Okay, if she's gonna do it, she would do it. She's not gonna do it. She's not like literally. I was watching the whole episode like that, and that's I was actually, so happy. That's actually funny because I was doing the same thing, even though I was, I, I was dead in the middle. With I was like, Allison could be totally right about this one. I was like, I feel. <laughs> so it actually made the episode more exciting for me because <laughs> I, I'm not saying it was a terrible episode. I'm a little bit more like with Tom. I mean, I'm mixed on the season. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I, I, I definitely like the season more than Tom did. I actually thought the finale was a little bit kind of predictable in many ways. Um, but that twist or that aspect of it that Allison brought to the show for us, um, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't just her to be I'm fair teasing. the internet brought I'm it to teasing. us yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I i i sided with her i was like oh that's a good theory allison so <laughs> um so yeah so when i was watching it i definitely thought oh oh this would be great well would, would it be great though because we're kind of expecting it but maybe it wouldn't be maybe it is let's see what they do nothing well, happened. i mean i just i i know and, and i'm glad because for me the armor has been like the heart of the Mandalorian. Correct. And if she became Correct. a traitor, it would like Correct. blow that up for me. And yeah. I really didn't want that to happen. No, and that's not something you can reveal at the in, in a, in, at the end of the last episode, unless it's going to be a huge shift slash cliffhanger. Like you don't want, right. you know, she's you exactly. She's the honor and heart of the whole season. And, and, you know, so that would, yeah, that would have to be a massive choice you're making. And then the entire next season would have to revolve around that. You know what I mean? So that there was no way they could have done that without it being an, you know, an S show. So, um, but for me, I think the episode was equal parts predictable. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, when, when, um, uh, and I, I'm with you, Dinjarn, Grogu, 
loved it. I'm, you know, super happy he was benighted, uh, you know. Um, oh, yeah, he got a little, they did a little ceremony. It was yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for all of that. Um, but, but, you know, when he, like, kind of comes to the rescue and, like, you know, aids in the fight and all of the notes are all the same, you know, all the kind of. I did. I did. I mean, not that I thought anything was going to happen to him when he had to fight those three uh, or uh guards or whatever guard. uh, the guard. guys in the yeah but yeah i ne- i didn't really really think he was in danger right but i wasn't sure how he was not gonna get hurt right you know yeah, um, and he knew he was gonna use his you know his jedi power yeah but they also have jedi powers too they're yeah. also partially and so i wasn't sure how that was all gonna turn out so i was i was glad when the way it did shake right. out and then um when, then, when everything gets blown up, I was like, because the guy's like flying the ship and she's like, I'm bringing it in hot. Everybody escaped. And he's like, I'm flying it in manual. And I was like, dude, why are you flying it? Get out of there. And then I like that he actually did get out of there. I, I, I like, thought that too. I thought, oh man. From what I have read, he was not intended to get out of there. Oh, really? really? Yes. I mean, I, I think... And this is this is my problem with well I have a bunch of problems with the the finale and the <laughs> series itself, but um, I th- the they it just feels like they did so much last minute rewriting, and I yep. know for a fact the one that they came up and admitted to Ooh. is that Axe Wolves was supposed to die. He was supposed to go down with the ship. It makes and no at sense. the last minute they decided no, let's not do that because. Yeah um he's he's cool and hot and the fans like him so let's keep him alive for next season i mean so what he, i mean it would have even made sense it did make sense well but you know with a, a, a line sense. of dialogue that they either cut or that you know could have been put in there of well it's not going to go down to the target unless i do this manually oh, but and i mean how many times have we say. seen that I know, yeah i right? mean we've seen I, that a billion times and it's yeah. predictable but then everything else about this episode was as as Yusin pointed out, you know, almost excruciatingly predictable. Yeah, you, I knew ahead of everything what the beats were going to be, and literally the only tension was: are they going to reveal uh, the armorer as a spy? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I swear, the answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is no. But you know, the thing is, I think that's just another thing that they just rewrote. That's a plot line no, that they I were going t- for, t- oh, and that they I did. And, because, so. and part of my reason for 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 believing that is that the excuses that they have come up with, because people have questioned, why is that episode called Spies? Seriously. Right. And their explanation about, oh, it has to do with something biblical is so lame at that it, oh, it's okay. almost hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, no, they had a plot line that they were writing. And then halfway through the season, they decided, nah, let's let's do something else. But I, no, I, re- I, I really disagree with you because there was nothing in her behavior that I oh, ever there was lots of her behavior. I there wouldn't have been so many people saying, oh, she's yeah, going to turn I'm, out to be I'm with spot. Allison. I think it's ambiguous. I, uh, anyway, let's move on. We're over our six minutes for this. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. Uh, I guess I liked it better than you guys, but that's okay. Uh, next up, we're going to talk uh, Citadel. And uh, Yusin, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I uh, did not know it was for the, from the Russo brothers, but what's really funny is they definitely have enough of a signature style where after the first 10 or 15 minutes of just pure action, I, I, I kind of sort of defaulted. And I was like, this feels very Marvelish. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I thought it seems very Marvelish for a television show that isn't a Marvel show. You know what I mean? 
And then lo and behold, I find out that it's the Russo brothers. So um, that's not a diss. Um, and yet that's also not a compliment um, because uh, it is flashy and slick. And there is a place in my personal schedule for something like that, i.e. this. Uh, I'm sure there is for other people, you know, in the in the world viewing, you know, making up their own TV schedules. Um, but this isn't something that is particularly um here's the thing sometimes i want an easy watch even within a genre so like if this is a spy action thriller those tend to typically the good ones tend to be hard to watch they ask a lot of the viewer and that's kind of what you want you want that level of engagement you want your brain to be engaged you want your senses to be engaged oh you're holding your breath while he turns the corner and the gun and all that stuff um, where this one is just, nah, we're just going to give you loud explosions and, you know, quick gunfights and this and this and that. And so there's nothing, it asks almost nothing of you. And that's okay. Sometimes you go on a, on a blind date and you have a perfectly good time and the food is good and the, you know, and the whatever. Is he going to be the man you marry? Probably not. I'm just going to take you off your rent. You only have 30 seconds left. Right. So, so <laughs> I will say to you that the, uh, the leads are, are, are very likable. They do have chemistry with each other. I think the action set pieces are great. Um, I think that um, Stanley Tucci is playing Stanley Tucci, not even his own personality, which I am saying, but also this role he plays in almost everything now. You know what I mean? Um, the facilitator, the wise man, the the voice in your head kind of guy. So, but lastly, I will say that uh, this the dialogue, the plot, the script is actually pretty weak. Um, you know, there's that point where I think three separate times in the in the first uh, episode, someone else can talk about the second, um, where he literally just explains what's going on. Like, it, you know, in the guise of explaining it to the lead character who has amnesia, he just basically is like, okay, audience, come around, sit in a circle. <laughs> this is what Citadel is, and this is the history of Citadel, yeah, and these are the things that we do. Yes. Yeah, you know, like, we don't have time for this because we every other episode is going to be huge set pieces, huge action pieces. So let's let's get the narrative stuff done right now. You know, so, um, and then the last thing I will say, though, is I, I'm glad, though, they took their time to separate the first episode to do his backstory, the first male character, and then the second episode to be the female character. That They definitely needed to give each of them that amount of time and room to do backstory and then having them come back together. So going forward, I will say, I don't think the show is going to be able to disappoint me. The bar isn't that high. It's already sort of met it after I've watched the first episode or two. I'm like, okay, I see what I'm going to get. And I think I'm gonna wrap you up. Yeah. So you're saying thumbs up. -ish? I'm, saying, I'm saying definitely thumbs up for what it is. And okay. This is what it is. All right, Allison, you go ahead. Uh, well, uh, this this show is getting just ripped apart by critics. They're they they have been doing a number on this thing. It's just getting horrible reviews, and I don't think that it merits it. Um, it's it is not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, it's very, it's very cliche. It's a basically a string of spy cliches yeah. strung together. Yep. But it's yeah, but fun. I feel like it's that's on purpose. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Feels and very it's very much deliberate. It's, it's fun. It is, it is mindless, yep. but it is, it is fun to watch. I, I mean, you know, I had a good time. I didn't feel like I wasted my time in front of the TV. The, the characters are, are really basic. They're really very, very surface. Don't look for, for a lot, you know, in, in, any of the characters whatsoever um the two leads are mostly just pretty <laughs> That's basically it um 
but they're but they're fun. They do they do their scenes and they very have well. they, have good, they have good chemistry. I believe they have that they were a chemistry. Couple. They don't. Yeah. I, I think I think they might have had better chemistry if the writing was better because yes. unfortunately they go to great lengths to try to make them at odds with each other, even Excellent when they point. know who you know the other is yep. uh, at the beginning. And they shouldn't have done that. They should have had them like really close and really bonded so you could feel bad when they're separated and he can't remember who she is and what's, you know, all of that. So they kind of rob themselves with bad writing. And similarly, I think the fight scenes are choreographed, from what I can tell, really, really well. Yeah, the fight scenes are great. Yeah, But they're shot and edited so badly that a lot of times you can't tell what's going on. Yes. So, um, you know, it's like, okay, we'll give with one hand, take with the other. Uh, Stanley Tucci, I will watch him in in anything, a Tide commercial. It's fine. It's, you know, Stanley Tucci. But here he is. He is pretty much playing Basil Exposition. Yeah. Uh, that's his that's his role but he still seems that, that well I, next, I well, next week it. it looks like next week he they put him they they taped up his mouth and he apparently can't talk and he's going to be tortured so yeah so now he's going to be tortured to give, to give exposition i was about to say um, i don't think he's going to give exposition <laughs> as he's being tortured that was where i was going but with what, that but what gotta, i like, we gotta what wrap I like it about up, his though. performance though is that he seems to know the kind of uh, show that he's in and he's having fun with it oh absolutely absolutely all right, I'm going to say thumbs up. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I had fun. All right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about Superman, and I'm going to start off with Tom on this one. This was uh, the latest episode of Superman. What did you think? Superman and Lois, sorry. No, I think it's firing on all all burners. Um, I believe this is the one where Clark's basically in denial that Lois yep. would die. He's and... humming really loud, humming really loud, putting his fingers in his ears. Yeah, and um, meanwhile, it manifests itself in him not wanting to talk with Lois about that, but being... Yeah, because it was like, she's trying to make her will, and he refuses to help her. Like, it was such a bizarre stance to take. Like, even if you're not dying, you have kids, you should make a will. Yes. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm no. saying? Like, <laughs> but And then but, but it, it manifests itself in him being overproductive of Jordan, who you know, who is ready to do some good. And you know, so yeah, I know it was a good episode. I, I kind of missed uh, the iron, not having the irons in the episode because that oh, was true. Yeah. We're heavy on, on the Cushings. And Oh, I can't stand them. Yeah. Although Chrissy and Kyle are much more interesting than Kyle and Lana. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, so, um, and, and, and they made the daughter less annoying, but, this week and the, and they actually gave the youngest daughter something to do which they oh, never yeah. have before which i thought was cool and she looks more and more like them now i was like what is she a clone like I think they recasters who look more like them <laughs> i don't did they i don't know i thought it was the same girl but what i could be it? wrong I don't, they use her I think so it is. they use her so infrequently no what yeah. i think is interesting the reveal that lois's confidant at the hospital is basically Mannheim's henchwoman. Oh, that I was, know. That was I, that was good. That was good. It was a good reveal. And not just him, not just his henchwoman. He's like in love with her, whoever she is. I'm waiting for them to reveal that Natalie's boyfriend is is Mannheim's son. Because I think oh. it's, I think it's painfully obvious. Because they had really. Him in the, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think so. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope he's just a nice upstanding boy who likes Natalie. That's I think he even looks a little bit like um 
Oh, why am I blanking in his name? Like Chad. Chad. Yeah. So. Um, but I thought that uh, the reveal of who the flower face chick is uh, was was a really good reveal. That was great. Um, and just the they, I just like they're going through every beat that you go through when somebody has cancer in your family and you're dealing with loss and you're going through all these emotions of denial and anger and all, all the things. And I give them a lot of credit. I do too. For taking, I, I, for taking the, the time. They I, are really genuinely taking the time with this story. I've, I've got a couple of friends fighting cancer right now. And I just found out one of them who's a kid. I've known him since he was eight. And it, it's, he's, he's entering his final days, which is sad. Um, what I really do like, I'm digging the new, I'm digging the new Jonathan Kent. He's gotten some meaty stuff to do the last couple episodes and he was good. I, I just really hope they don't switch him dating the brother's ex. That would be not good. Well, that's I really just, hope they don't go dude, that bro code. <laughs> I was about to say, I really don't that, want them to go there. That would there, be a cause... total bro code violation. Exactly. They're, and they're twins? No. And they're, yeah, and they're fraternal twins. Yeah. But no, the, the show's right. good. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk the series finale of Star Trek Picard. And uh, Allison, why don't you go first? Okay, you really want me to go first? Okay, <laughs> I'm just trying to switch this up. That's all. <laughs> okay, because um, I probably do not have the same um, opinion that, at least not that I have seen from other places. I was, I was not super thrilled with this episode. I thought it fizzled out like a wet firecracker. Um, uh, there was no sense of, of stakes. There were no sense, no sense of loss. It's supposed to be, you know, the big finale and you expect that, you know, we're going to lose some people or at least one person or something well, like that. Well, they didn't insinuate that that might happen. But, yeah. And I mean, there's, you know, the, the very, you know, when he, they're standing on the bridge and Picard turns to them and says, it has been an honor to serve with you all. And you think, yeah, the parting words. You know, we're going to lose him. Now he's going to go out heroically. Yay. Except that um, he, he died already in season one. Yeah, but, uh, and, and, yeah, but that's, he died, but then he came back like instantaneously. So we never lost him. There was never a sense of loss. So then if, if they were going to do it this time, you figure we're going to lose him for real. And that never happened. We didn't lose any of them. You know, they put, they put a few of them in danger, but then, you know, the, everything came out fine. And, we had the uh, once again the the finale that wouldn't end where we kept having scene after scene after scene oh, ra yeah, trying to wrap yeah. up everything that was crazy. and then it, i mean to the point where it, it, it was ridiculous where we get that coda at the very end where they even bring back q and okay the q one i will give you that i will give you wait, q did I, know was, wait, did was I, I think i lost track so nothing what was q remind that me that was if you said that was after the, the credits, credits. Oh. most credits um, they they have a scene where they they have uh picard's kid and he's now and of course he's an ensign on the uss nemesis uh, on the, the u.s enterprise nemesis. enterprise 
least he calls it that too he was like yes it's called nepotism that's and yeah I mean, okay it's, that's funny it's but it's ridiculous because i mean it's literally they have they have seven who's the captain and her girlfriend is her her second in command first officer i and didn't think they, that was well to be fair they've broken up for over a year so, but, oh that? please! But I mean, it's, it's like that was that was the qualification for <laughs> calling, her to be her calling first human officer. Resources, calling human resources, and then but they I make this brand new ensign, and then this yeah. brand new ensign, right? Who just happens to be Picard's son? He gets put on as counselor. It's like I know. What does that oh, even mean? I did watch what does that. It qualified I to do. I zoned out. I know. I'm not disagreeing. Okay, we're we're gonna wrap you up because you've taken three minutes. Sorry. All right, uh, t- Tom, your thoughts? I liked it better than the penultimate episode. So I, I thought I thought it was a little easy for them to defeat the for them to defeat the Borg. Um, I mean, I thought it was fine. I don't know. Uh, you know, I had a. I will tell you this. I cheated in that I saw it on an IMAX with the cast, so ooh, I am uh, biased. I am biased in that I was in a very joyful. So my basically, I'm unreliable in my opinion. In that I was, uh, uh the the entire experience was colored by the entire experience. You got bribed so, by the mount. I I freaking loved it. It was uh, all the things that I wanted. Um, I they I'm not gonna disagree that they they set you up to make you believe that somebody's gonna die, and I was nervous. I was like, oh my god, this is the last episode. What are they gonna do? And I I did think they were gonna kill Picard, and then when they didn't, I was okay with it because I love Picard, and I love that crew, and I love everybody, and honestly. I was okay. If to me also, it's predictable if they do kill somebody because all serious finales are always killing people at the end because they can. And and so for me, I love that scene at the end when they're all sitting around playing poker together as a family, and that's it. Made me feel great. It was that great. Uh, you know, the families together. That's my crew. I love seeing them happy. So I was a hundred percent okay with it. Was I, it the most? Was it the most suspenseful thing I've ever seen in my life? No, but I had a really good time watching it. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna be land right in the middle. Um, I um, maybe a little more to the other side. Um, it's a series finale, so I give it a lot of birth. I do. Um, and generally, I want my HEA, my happy ending have my happily ever after. So uh, I forgive them of that as well. I mean, I I accept and agree in essence what you're saying, Olivia, about you just, it just made you so happy to see everybody around a table. Uh, but I personally was like, really? I mean, I understand why they did the poker table and stuff. But not like I didn't get the reference. I, it was a little bit of a for me. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to have fixed it. So, you know, sometimes we, we come on the show and we will say, well, you know, if they had done this and then that guy and, and Libby is like, well, listen, we're not asking you to rewrite the show for us. You know, just tell us what you thought about the one you saw. So so that being said, though, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head, you know, well, maybe if they had done this or that. It's a hard thing to show to do. The show's been on 30 uh, some odd years. I mean, not the this particular show. Um, we are wrapping up something that is so much legacy, so much history, so much, you know, emotion involved. Um, I thought that the episode, like Tom said, it was 
ridiculously easy for them to defeat the Borg so that it was almost pointless. And I was very much of the, I like the idea of how they brought the Borg back. And I think the changelings and the Borgs working together was interesting. But the finale, however, was absolutely step block, you know, kind of nothing, nothing, even a tiny little bit new. Um, And it was a little hard to watch. Uh, uh, You know, maybe if Libya, they hadn't given us 455 Lord of the Ring endings, then I would have given them more of my good. Or if you had seen it with me in the IMAX with the cast sitting right behind them, that that would have changed how you felt. And kudos for you for admitting that because, um, <laughs> because but we, we, we do have to wrap this up. Yeah, we have one more show so, to talk about. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Yeah. So, so I will say that, um, you know, it, it was a fair wrap up for it. What had, what had I had hoped for something even greater and bigger? Uh, yes. But I mean, it wasn't horrible. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk, uh, Mrs. Davis, we're going to talk, I know that there's been like five episodes at this point, but we're only going to talk the first two so that we can give each episode as much room to breathe as possible. So the first thing I want to say is I knew nothing about this show when I went in, I hadn't seen a trailer, nothing. And it's just an image of a woman on a, a nun on a motorcycle. And I was like, what? Uh, and then when I watched, and I went when I watched it, I was still going, what? what? <laughs> oh, it started off in 1307 in France and, and these temple. I was like, wait, are those Templar Knights? Are they setting them on fire? What? Is this real? Did this happen? And I am like pausing the show and like on Wikipedia looking this stuff up. And I was like, oh, wow, this really did happen. And then I was like, well, why did it happen? And I'm like sitting here scrolling through and I was like, oh, maybe I should watch the show. And so then I switched back to watching the show and then the nuns just pulled out swords and started skewering people. And I was like, wait, what kind of nuns are these? And then I was like, what is happening? And then we cut to the to the present day, but then there's like this artificial intelligence in charge of everybody's lives. And I was like, wait, this is not the real world? What's going on? And I just was super confused, but in the most magnificent way possible. Yes. And that, that guy that was driving with this woman and then her head gets cut, cut off by the by the billboard and i was like what and so <laughs> it's just like every single five minutes of the show i'm yelling what at my television and it was fantastic and is, it was is, really really good am i wrong uh is, is the guy who's one of the guys who's doing this or one of the people doing it was he was he responsible for lost isn't it yes damon lindelof 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 so so also watchman Right. So he's no stranger, obviously, to crazy, funky, weird. Um, I uh, I will say this, Livia, ditto. I don't have to, you know, say much. I didn't see the second episode, so I'll let you guys go uh, into that. But I, I, I will say this, um, that it was ridiculously fun ride. It did not matter what was going on. I was there for all of it. And I thought, what? Okay, bring it, bring it, you know? And it reminded me a little bit of the um everything all at once you know in the sense yeah that, like do you know what i mean the madness somehow made sense and even when it yes you didn't care do you know what i mean like yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't um extraneous it wasn't you know uh overly you know self-conscious it, i mean it really made sense without making sense and that is really hard to do so kudos i thought the acting the lead is fantastic She's incredible. We know her from um, Glow, uh, and I've always liked her, but I think this is a wonderful role for her. 
um, you know, uh, such a departure from what I've seen her in and also specifically Glow. Um, she is surprisingly very believable as a nun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that must say a lot of, about her acting. Um, so yeah, so for me, I think um, the show is just out of the gates, amazing. And I'm really interested to see where it goes. I think uh, the the story and the plot even sort of absolutely makes sense, even though it shouldn't make sense. Um, and the things that we saw were really the action and, and the dialogue, the acting, it's really strong. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, Allison. Um, well, I had, I had read about this online and, you know, a lot of people were very excited about it. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll guess I'll check it out. And I, so I, I don't know what I was expecting. I had read a few things saying what the basic storyline was. So yeah, when we suddenly started, you know, off in like the 13th century, I was, I was like, did I tune into the wrong show? <laughs> um, it's just like, you know, we're sure. Um, and they do take their time setting things up. But what I do appreciate is that it's not just some extraneous thing done weirdness for weirdness sake. It does make sense. It pulls together eventually in the story. So you go, oh, all right. I get that now. Um, and and they do take their time even introducing their, their lead character because uh, Sister Simone, played by Be uh, Betty Gilpin, doesn't come in until like about, I think, maybe 20 minutes into the show and by that point we've not only had the scene that you know takes place with the knights templar um and the nuns turning out to be badasses with swords oh my we, god we they also were so cool. they were amazing and uh, but then we go and we find out one of them runs off with with the holy grail and then we find <laughs> some guy who's like on a, a desert island trying to be rescued oh and, right, right 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 and it's like i guess i guess the point behind that is that he's sort of the audience he's been he, he's not part of this world and what it's become in in a number of years and when he finally is rescued they tell him oh yeah by the way there's this this ai app that you have to get because it's everything and oh she wants to talk to you I know. Um, and they put this little join the cult ear. one of us one of us we yeah. never hear the voice of of mrs davis or that then and by the way mrs davis is what they call this ai in in the united states in other countries she's called by other things mm -hmm. i think she in, in great britain she's called mother um or and, mom or mum well, I'm, you guys so, are further along than I am. We're only talking the first two episodes, right? And but I think that the 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 bit about that is is well, I could be mistaken because I'm I saw the third episode too. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just it's so wonderfully structured, and we we finally get to Sister Simone when we see these two people driving, you know, off from Las Vegas in the middle of the night and he sees a cow in the middle of the road and he veers off the road and his passenger seems to get beheaded by a, by a billboard. And then it turns out that it's all a scam <laughs> and he's, you know, the, the, the woman is part of a magic act and it's like, it's like con artist magicians. And the nun, right. the nun reveals all of this to them as she, you know, puts them in their place. Well, we need, we need to split this up, uh, speed this up. Cause we, we're out of time. You know, so we finally meet her, and apparently she's like the only person left in the world, we find out, who has not spoken to Mrs. Davis, will not speak to Mrs. Davis, has it out for Mrs. Davis. Well, uh, yeah, wants to kill her, but what's yeah. really cool to me is they keep, she's like getting her assignments from this bar, 
and yeah. you're watching the episodes Jay? and you're just like some guy named Jay. Jay. And what's so great is in the second episode when she meets him in the bar and she's talking to him and she's like, he's my husband. And I was like, wait, but you're a nun. I don't understand. And then I went, oh my God. Like I literally <laughs> had that revelation like, right before, like right before they tell us, I was like, Jay, oh, I get it. And then, oh, I see who's in, oh, it's like, and then they reveal it. And I was like, that's fantastic. That is really, really good. Uh, they, 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 the show is firing on all cylinders. Tom, talk real quick. You have 30 seconds. Oh, come on. Um, great. <laughs> We're out of time. Great, great supporting cast. Um, episode two, we find out that she was part of her parents' magic act when she was a kid. She was the audience planner. Oh, right. Dad, yeah. is, dad is supposedly dead. Mom, um, and she. Oh my God. The jury, the, how they jury, she jury rigged that door. Can I? She got, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. Um, Dad kind of convinces daughter uh, Lizzie before she becomes Simone to go, sneak into mom's study. Mom has rigged it with a door, so she gets stabbed through the liver with an arrow, and she meets Wiley in the that hospital. So crazy! And yeah, the supporting cast is amazing. Margot Martindale is Mother Superior. Yes, please. She's so uh, good. Yes. Yeah, is a scream as JQ. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yes. That's so hilarious. much fun, and I have no idea what's going on, but I love it. Give me more. Yes. Tara yes. Hernandez, who, All... created, who created the show with um, Lindelof, is from the Big Bang Theory stable of shows. Ah, oh, that's where he's got the humor from. Yep. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. And, and All right, so... McDormand is, uh, plays her, her former fiancé. Yes, Wiley, who yes. I'm a big fan of him, who, who looks like he's, Peter he's Krause's great. love child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're saying thumbs up. You guys have got to watch Mrs. Davis. It's Absolutely. Fantastic. So fun. An original. So much fun. Completely yes. original. Nothing yes. else on no. TV like it. And I could not have predicted any of the things. Nope. I would not have predicted any of the things that happened in it. All right, so. All right, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can leave them at tvcampfire.gmail.com, follow them on Twitter, on Facebook, you listen to us on getthepointradio.com, sci-fi.radio, Six Degrees of Geek, iTunes. Is that all? <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.